welcome, welcome. I've been taking a break from social media, not because I've been self-quarantined with coronavirus. I've been taking a break uh, because I feel like I needed one, a bit of a digital detox. And it was tough because part of my day-to-day life, you know, is being a digital project guy in the day job. And something strange happened while I was taking the break from social media. The strange thing is, it's not that strange, but after I stopped using Instagram, Facebook, and you know, all the rest, after around a week, I received more photography job offers than I ever have before. I don't know what that means. What does it tell me? Probably like, this is the conclusion. Tells me that social media, it's not that important. Like it's important, but I never felt like it was the most important thing in life, but I was a super firm believer that you can't get ahead in the creative industry without an effective social media presence. Fairly interesting sort of reflection in an otherwise pretty boring period of time. Uh, but if you think for like a second that you feel really locked in a loop with anything, you know, whether it's social media or not, you know, friends would tell me that, hey, it doesn't really matter that much. And I did agree with them, but I was also really scared of just stopping using social media cold turkey because I thought that if I didn't post, I would be forgotten and people just wouldn't book you as often. Like you're sort of out of sight, out of mind. So that was nice. It was nice and surprising. It was an eye-opening sort of experience. There's obviously some issues with self-worth there to unpack, but if you ever like feel like you're really rubbish at what you do or you feel like you're forgettable, now is your insight. This is your insight into how others are probably feeling the same as you or, you know, even if it looks like they're not. I hope everyone is very safe out there uh, with coronavirus going around. I received news yesterday and probably everyone heard today that Download Festival is cancelled, which is a massive bummer because I was going to be there with clowns and I was very much looking forward to seeing My Chemical Romance again. Uh, They pulled out and Download is not happening. So there's a lot of people that I think are probably, because I've got the day job, it's not that it's not that sort of dire for me, but I really sympathize with everyone in the creative industry that's had their income immediately paused. So the best way you can probably support, you know, you, you, the bands that you like is, you know, supporting them on Spotify is probably not going to do that much uh, because the streams don't don't sort of add up to that much as we all know. So the best way to do it is to buy their stuff on Bandcamp because every time you buy something on Bandcamp, they get all the money and also the band gets paid instantly. So it doesn't sit in some kind of uh, purgatory for a bit and then get paid out all at once. So you can help bands that way. Um, I'd love to hear if anyone knows any ways to sort of help crew out in the meantime, because obviously it doesn't just affect bands. It helps crew. It helps photographers. Uh, like, you know, it hurts. Sorry, it doesn't help. It, that's that's a problem. It, it hurts photographers. It hurts, you know, the crew, sound guys, you know, if concerts are getting canceled. So if anyone has any ideas around that, I'd love to hear it and we can get that out on social media. But definitely am sympathizing with people out there at the moment hopefully this sort of all these restrictions on gigs and festivals gets cancelled soon um, so everyone can get back out there and have fun but most importantly get paid
So let's step away in this episode for, you know, talking about music photography and let's, let's talk about event photography. So this episode, let's talk about how to get a good brief for event photography. You could probably apply this to anything that you do photography wise that, you know, requires a brief. Uh, but you know, the brief stage is a perfect example to put your, your best foot forward and say, you know, Hey, here's, here's the things that I need to consider. And it's, it's the best way to make a really strong first impression because you're sitting there saying, Hey, I actually know what I need to think about. And that will automatically add some credibility to your photos because when they get it, they're going to know, Hey, this is from a professional um, because I remember when they asked me all those questions and they knew what they were talking about. Um, otherwise, if you're really unprofessional and you you submit your photos, they look at it with a different in a different view. It's kind of like a tainted view. So I thought, let's go through what questions you should ask with a standard brief. Um, you know, there's some questions that make it really easy to extract the information uh, that you need to deliver great results, you know, for the client and also make your job easier and just by knowing the expectations up front. So here's the questions, right? Question number one. First thing I ask is, can you tell me a little bit about the purpose of the event? So what, what is the event? What, what am I, basically, what am I taking photos of? Understanding like what the event is, is, is the best way of, you know, understanding your purpose of being hired. And we'll get like, there's some sub questions that sort of help this out a little bit more with the follow-up questions, but you can generally get a lot of your information straight from that. And so the follow-up question is, what do you want the photos to do? Like now that I understand the event, or I understand why I'm there. What what do I want? What do you as the client want those photos to do? Or what purpose do they serve? You know, is it, you know, to promote the next event, like promote next year's event of the same event? Is it to, you know, show sponsors what was delivered so they know what their investment got them? Is it about showing stakeholders what happened? Is it about like, you know, sending out photos to visitors that walked on a red carpet. This is your time to think about licensing as well and to have a think about that and talk about that with the client because you also might want to discuss the resolution of the images and how that affects your your pricing and agree with the, with the client on, you know, what should be delivered. It's a really natural place to ask that without... Um, you know, bringing it up sort of after the fact. So that's definitely question number two is what do you want the photos to do? Number three, who are the photos for? You might have sort of answered that above with the the previous question, but it'll help you create content, you know, with the audience in mind. Because if this is for a certain type of stakeholder, you might need to take a different type of image. Uh, And, you know, it does sort of in fact it does, and you know, it does impact when, and you know, it does impact the work when you, when you know who it's for. So sometimes that can give you a little bit of clarity around that as well. The next question I ask is what are your must have shots? Like when I walk away from this, this event, what do you need me to have captured? What are those must haves? 
And that's an easy way to build your initial shot list and go, okay, cool. So I know that when you pay me and I give you these photos, at a minimum, it's going to have everything that you needed. And immediately, there's less pressure on you as a photographer because you know what they need. And it gives a little bit of confidence to the client as well because they know that you care about why you're being paid. You're not just accepting any old paid gig. You want to make sure that you can deliver and you care about you know, what they need in, in the shoot. Sometimes you might find that you know, the shot list is very specific and it might involve certain people. And so the next question I ask is, who can you ask for help on the day? You know, is there is there someone that can assist you in wrangling like, you know, people together for photos or or deal with really high profile people at the event that might be hard to access or you might not know who they are by face value? You know, a nominated person to help you, uh, you know, move about the event and just get that shot list really quickly is the is the best way to do it. Generally, you'll see this at weddings. So if, it, if it's a wedding or something like that, you might say, hey, is there a family member that you can nominate to help me with making sure that everyone in the family photo should be in the family photo and we're not missing anyone or we're not putting people with a bad history together. And it's a similar thing with the corporate with the corporate world as well. You know, you've got boards, you've got leadership teams, you've got sub-leadership teams. And if you miss anyone there you know, I see people try to Photoshop it in, but it looks horrible. So yeah, make sure um, you, you just ask outright, hey, is there anyone that can help me wrangle these people? Okay, and the last question I ask is, when are these photos required by? And you might, you know, you might sort of ask this question in maybe a two-part delivery. So you might want to ask them, you know, if there's any photos that are required sooner than the other photos that you take. And the client, they might not really know whether there's something that, you know, that they want sooner than the rest. So if that's the case, I generally ask more specific questions like, you know, are there one or two photos that you'd like me to prioritize out of the shot list? You know, if they don't have any kind of idea on, on what they might want sooner rather than later, that's cool. Um, but it's always good to ask and, you know, help them think about what they might need sooner rather than later. Because those kind of questions really help make a big difference in increasing your chance of being rebooked for future events with the client. That's the official questions. One little caveat to, you know, supplying one or two photos sooner than the rest. Don't, if the, if the client isn't sure what they want sooner rather than later, don't send all your best stuff in that first batch. You want to send some stuff that you really like, other stuff that you think is what the client needs, but you don't want to send everything good in that first batch because it'll look like, you know, it'll look underwhelming because they get this first batch of photos and they go, whoa, man, I can't wait for the second batch of photos and they're going to be just as good as the first batch, but there's going to be heaps more of them. You don't want to set, you know, a really high bar. So you sort of like, need to withhold some of those super bangers. Look, I'm sure they're probably all bangers, but you know, that's something uh, you can really help with that sort of, um, 
you know, with that, that final impression you have with the client. That's how I get a really solid brief. It doesn't take that long. Generally, it takes like 10 minutes. So you might want to say, hey, um, yeah, cool. Thanks for reaching out. I've got a couple of questions about um, the event. Can we set up a call and um, let's jump on it and work through it? And then you're walking into that event knowing exactly what you need and the client goes, wow, man, this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. Listener question. Let's finish this up with a listener question. What is my least favorite part of photography sent in by Sonny? Again, my least favorite part is probably what people would think your favorite part is, but my least favorite part is billing people. I hate billing people. I just like, I can't get my head around it. I feel okay about what I charge, like the rate that I charge, but I just hate the chasing and you always have to chase. You rarely ever get paid on time because everyone's pay cycles are different. So even if you set a 30-day window or a 14-day window, you're probably getting paid in 40 days. You know, it's just systems are kind of set up like that. You know, it's just, oh man, just follow-up invoices. Hey, sorry to bug you. Um, can I eat this week? It's, you know, that's, it's, it's such a bad position to be in. It can get messy, you know, keeping on top of it. Someone said really recently that I have a really nicely designed invoice. And, you know, if you want a really nice designed invoice, you, I use a, a platform called WaveApps. It's a free platform. I'm not getting paid or getting a cut or a discount rate for saying that. I just reckon they're really good. The only downside to WaveApps is you know if you mail straight from wave apps then i reckon the invoice can kind of get stuck in the recipient spam filter because it comes from wave apps it doesn't come from you obviously so i prefer to download it as a pdf and and email it straight you know from my email client but if someone pays by a you know corporate card or credit card from that then it automatically marks it off in wave apps and you can also set up um you know follow up emails if they haven't received payment in time but like i said i don't really want emails coming out of wave apps i want them to come from me and that is why i hate chasing stuff and that is why i hate billing people i love it when the money hits my account but i hate chasing i feel like such a nag it's definitely the worst part of photography all right that's the end of this app i'm pretty Pretty happy to be back on the podcast bandwagon. Uh, thanks to everyone I met at June Rats at Fortitude Music Hall last week. Um, hopefully no one had coronavirus there. And also, um, and everyone else, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and remember to support everyone in the creative industry at this time because... Uh, they, they really, really need it. So um, look after each other out there and I'll see you next episode.